guess who's back for another podcast. <laughs> it's me. I am switching it up, okay? So no more mini first, whatever it was called. It's now Legata Get Real. And I am your host, Claire Legata. I wanted to switch them from mini first to Legata Get Real because I didn't want to just like solely only talk about dates and talk about guys. And I want to just talk about my whole life and my experience and like what I've learned from it. And especially at this age, like we are 20s. I think most of the people listening are in their 20s, if not older, younger. But no matter what age you are, you never stop learning. Like everyone's going through their own shit and we all have our own learning curves and we all have our own way we perceive of how we learn our lessons. And I learn best by fucking up. And I think that's best with most people. Like someone can tell me, oh, don't do this, don't do that. But I'm not going to learn until I do it and realize oh, they were probably right because in so many experiences, like someone's like experience with one thing, someone else could have a completely different experience. You know, like if you go get your hair done by someone, like someone may not like how that cosmetologist does their hair, but someone may love how they do their hair or with swimming in deep ends or with I don't know, literally anything with different diet trends, with different workouts, like so many things work differently for so many different people. And so I just wanted to come on here and speak my truth about how I learn lessons and about how I want to live life. And so that's what I want this podcast to solely be based around. Um, So that's why I switched. So now it's just an open, broad topic. I will talk about whatever the fuck I want to because I can. This is literally my podcast I will do whatever I want on it um but let's also talk about why I do want a podcast because obviously I do not make them very frequently and I post them even less like there are so many podcasts I have made that are just like sitting on my drive I don't even know what that means I know nothing about technology but people say that when they talk about things being saved um yeah, I have so many fucking podcasts that I have made that are just saved on my laptop that are literally going absolutely nowhere, but I just like to film them, honestly, and the most times that I am recording a podcast is when I'm avoiding doing something else, and it's part of my procrastination, and that's how I (laughs) cope with procrastination, Um, that and watching Netflix literally fucking nonstop, but also growing up, my dad... (laughs) Shout out to my dad. He told me I wasn't that funny when I was trying. So growing up, I'm now realizing it's when I'm like either A, not trying to be funny or B, kind of just like fucking up and people are laughing at me is when I'm the funniest. But so that blew out my chances of ever being a stand-up comedian because I can't sit here and try to be funny. And I've known that and I've grown up with that. Like, you know, I'm fine just being a klutz. I'm fine people laughing at me as long as people are laughing. But I also, growing up, I had a YouTube channel, and I had it with a couple of my best friends. Shout out Rachel and Haley. Hey, hey. And Tori. She was on it a little bit. But obviously, that went nowhere. I think that was sixth grade that we did that. And I tried again when I was a little bit older to have a YouTube channel by myself. And just like podcasts, I didn't do it very often. But with YouTube, I felt like I had to dress up more, like I was going to be on camera, um, and people were going to see me. Now with podcasting, I'm sitting on my couch with a messy bun with my sports bra on and sweats looking like an absolute bum. 
but none of you guys can see me so it's fine like that is less of a commitment than YouTube is in my personal experience but obviously as well as that my TikTok career is not working out I'm not Instagram famous I'm not famous on Twitter I don't even really have a Twitter like so I've always wanted to do some type of like platform type of thing if that makes sense like I've always wanted to come and like entertain people somehow and I honestly think one I have enjoyed podcasting the most like do not get me wrong I absolutely love sitting here and talking into a microphone by myself but I genuinely think it's so fun and like having people come up to me in public that I haven't talked to in absolute years coming up to me like of the two podcasts I've made they're just like I've listened to both of them like they're amazing they're funny they're great and like that might not be everyone's opinion that they're great and awesome, but that's what I've heard. So, you know, I'm not doing pretty bad, am I? Hey. Um, <laughs> Ew. But no, honestly, I just think that's so cool. And like, it's honestly, it's so awkward when people come up to me and talk about my podcast because like I've said, it's mostly people who I haven't talked to in years. Like one girl came up to me at the bar and I just, like, was saying, hi, I haven't literally talked to her since eighth grade. And she was pretty much like, oh, my God, I listen to your podcast. Like, they're amazing. They're funny. Um, shout out to you because I'm sure you know who you are. But it was so weird to, like, hear that you listen to my podcast and, like, not just you. Literally anyone who comes up to me and says that. But it's also, like, a really cool, like, feeling, you know? I don't know how to explain it. Make a podcast and you'll find out. Um <laughs> But also, on top of this, like like I said, this is my copanism for procrastinating. I really don't do much, and it's kind of one of those things, like, when you do meet new people, and they're always like, what are your hobbies? What do you do? I don't ever tell them the flat-out truth. Like, I sit there, and I'm like, oh, I like hiking. I like to work out. I like drawing and painting. Like, pretty much anything, I'm down to try new things, which isn't a lie, but of the hobbies I've just named... I don't do them often. I do them maybe once a year. Like, I like to sew clothes. I only do that once a year. I do like to go hiking. Only do it once a year, though. And working out, it's okay. And I should do it every day. But I don't. Like, you know, I, to me, hobbies are a lie. Like, when people ask me those questions, it's not necessarily, like, a lie. Like, I'm not like, I like to go to space. I like to go scuba diving. Like, but they're essentially a lie. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, my hobbies, like, what do I do in my free time? Like, oh, yeah, I like to just binge Netflix and I like to get drunk when I'm not doing anything. And I also, it's pretty much it, you know? I like to do Netflix and I like to get drunk. Those are my hobbies. Like, I'm never, ever going to say that to someone. So essentially, to me, hobbies are a lie. <laughs> I don't know if that's true for everyone. But for me, I they are a lie. I don't know what they are I think it'd be so cool to have hobbies and like I do have things I enjoy doing but I also am the type of person who does fall back into habits very easily and that is my hobby is doing absolutely fucking nothing but it's kind of cool because also sleeping I would say is a hobby of mine and I think it's cool because I can sleep for 15 hours a day if I wanted to and I have and I do it pretty often like a lot of people can't do that, so it's a talent, you know, don't ask me how I do it, because just overwork yourself, and work as a bartender, and don't get off until 
3 a.m. and you're going to have some time to not do absolutely anything. So you're going to sit and you're going to watch Netflix and eat your dinner at 5 a.m. And then you're going to shower and you're going to go to bed. And you don't have to go into work until 9 p.m. the next day. So, like, you're set. You have nothing to do all day. Like, that's how I achieve my 15 hours of sleep a night. Uh, I like to call it beauty. Beauty, beauty, beauty. Um, <laughs> honestly, though, I am recording this podcast because I am procrastinating something. Like I've said, I said that multiple times. But what exactly am I procrastinating? I am moving tomorrow. I am supposed to get everything packed up today because I work tonight. Um, so, no, I'm not doing that. But if you think about it, and I kind of started thinking about it because all way back when, I started talking to this guy in a bar. He's like 50, 60 years old. But I started talking to him, and I was asking him life advice. And I was like, what should I do? Because I want to – honestly, I want to transfer schools again. And he's like, well – like, give me some of your back experience. And I'm like, oh, I have been to two middle schools, two high schools, three colleges, about to go back to, like, a fourth one, if you count switching back, like, another school. Um, I've lived in 17 houses in about 12 years. Um, Yeah, and he's like, "Um, well, to me, it literally just sounds like you have commitment issues. And I'm like, no, like, it's – I don't have commitment issues. And, like, you know when people say that, they're like, oh, I have commitment issues, I have trust issues, and you're like – Uh, okay like we all do but it didn't really hit me until like later when I got home and I sobered up I genuinely feel like I do and it's kind of absolutely crazily insane to me that I like it's so crazy that someone calls you out on your bullshit that you don't know and you're like wow they are not lying like let me just okay let me just give you an experience of where I lived so my parents got divorced um 2008 2009 so I was eight or nine years old which is a super cool thing about being born in 2000 you never have to think about how old you were during that year like you are the age of the year so born in 2000 year zero 2001 one you know continue on it's 2021 I'm 21 years old you know I don't even have to think about it I don't have to blink I'm just like huh yeah that's how old I am but so they got divorced when I was about eight or nine And I had lived in the same exact house since I was a kid for as long as I can remember. Obviously, once they got divorced, they moved. Um, So my mom moved to an apartment complex. And then after that one, she moved to the one right next to it. And then she moved to a house in North Linden. And then she moved back to Westerville. My dad, on the other hand, he moved up to Lewis Center. He moved back down to Polaris area. He moved back up to Lewis Center. Um came back down to Polaris, and then we moved to Upper Arlington for a little bit, and then we lived in a hotel for a month because the house sold faster than we thought, and then we were looking for a house, so that's why we were in a hotel, and then we went back to the Lewis Center, and he hasn't moved since then, but then on top of my parents' moves, I went to college, so I moved to Athens. Um, I don't know if I should count the dorms and apartments as one, but I moved to Athens, that was one move, and then I moved back to my mom's house for a little bit, and then after that, I moved to a house on OSU's campus, and after OSU's campus, I moved to an apartment in the Short North, literally three weeks ago, three weeks ago, I moved to this apartment, and I'm moving tomorrow to go back to Athens, so roughly, I moved 17 times from 2008, 2009 to 2021, um, what, yeah, 12, 13 years, I've moved 17 times, um, So, essentially, moving to me is a hobby, but (laughs) it's also why I think I have commitment issues, and 
I don't like to ever like really get settled into anywhere just because I never really have but I've also adapted so much to it like as long as my bed is put together and my clothes are put away I've adapted I've settled down you know if that makes sense like I don't need much I don't need to put artwork on the walls I don't need to like have rugs like I don't need anything nice and I think it's solely because of the more you have the more you have to move and it's just it's a fucking pain in the ass to move genuinely and honestly and being a procrastinator on top of that you never ever 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 plan anything um you just shove everything into the car you hope it fits and then you worry about why you didn't put things in boxes and bags and you're now cleaning out the car and it's just completely extra steps that you didn't ever need to take but yes um <laughs> so yeah that I think is why I have commitment issues and like I said it didn't really spark that I had them until this old man pointed them out um solely because you say it but it wasn't like really ever proven like a stranger never called you out on your bullshit but then you like go back and reflect and I think that's kind of what I did and like it makes me absolutely insane <laughs> it really does now to know that it's like actually proven that I have commitment issues um and like to me like this has been my life like it's nothing out of the ordinary this is normal to me but the unnormal part is that I'm choosing to do half these moves. I It wasn't my choice to switch schools the first time, but it was my choice to switch back. And then it was my choice to switch back to the other school. And then it was my choice to pick my college. And then it was my choice to pick my other college to switch and go back to this college. Like, you know, the only decision really that has ever, like, not been my choice was the first switch of schools and, like, the first few apartments my parents lived in. After that, we got to the age, you can kind of go wherever you want. Like, yeah, stay at our house a couple of days, but, like, you don't have to live here, you know? And growing up, I'm sure, like, anyone with divorced parents knows, like, you have set days. And some people have, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every or Monday, Wednesday, every other weekend, Tuesday, Thursday, every other weekend. Some people have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, every other weekend. Like, we all have our different schedules, but essentially with most people who have divorced parents growing up, you don't really ever stay in the same place for a week, you know, because you're always going back and forth. And, like, you could have half your closet at one house, half your closet at others. You have two toothbrushes. You have two holidays, two birthdays. Like, it's great. But then you get to one parent's house, and you're not old enough to drive, and you forgot your favorite shirt and little things like that. And your parent's like, no, it's fine. You're going to see your parent in a day or two. But, like, that's your favorite fucking shirt that now you don't have, you know? Like, you can't have two of every item of clothing like you could but like it's just pointless you know so you're always forgetting shit like absolutely insane I <laughs> sorry I just kind of went on a little rant about that um but yeah so like I said this man called me out my commitment issues and then based on just me like switching schools and moving houses then I'm like looking deeper into my commitment issues about relationships and past friendships and past job experiences like and granted now like I said like now is the time to be young now is the time to switch jobs now is the time to go out and do whatever you want but it's still like I don't know if the amount of times I've switched and moved and switched jobs like changed friends like gone to different flings is normal if that makes sense like I to me going on as many dates as I do and doing the way I doing life the way I do life is completely normal to me but then I go and tell other people 
And they kind of look at me like I'm fucking insane. And I'm like, do you not do that? Is, is this just me? Like, there's still people, parents are still together, never moved out of the house. Only time they moved was to go to college. Like, there's so many different people who are on so many different paths of lives, who have so many different experiences. And this is mine. But like I said, it was making me look back on, like, my relationships. And something I did want to talk about is... I had never ever thought I had been in love until I was in love and a lot of people say that like you think it is it's just lust it's just excitement but I genuinely I kind of knew that it was never love but I always just wanted to call it love because I was like I was with them for so long I obviously had love for them and I still do like all of my exes but I was never in love with them and like I was in a two-year-long relationship on and off I was in an eight nine month long relationship like completely healthy perfect love the guy but I was never in love with them and the first person I ever fell in love with I never even dated I was with him for two months and that was that like and it honestly it hurt me so badly to like know that that was my first love it wasn't even someone I could date it wasn't even someone I could spend a lot of time with and like a year a little bit longer than a year later like I'm still getting sad about him I honestly cried in my fucking car last night about him because one of the songs we listen to all the time came on like and love to me is such a fucking strange feeling and like I don't understand it like it feels amazing when you're in it and like everyone says this and like but outside of it and the break from it and like the ache it hurts so much and I think it also hurts more for me obviously we all have our different experiences I think it hurts a lot for me is because, like I said, like, I didn't have dating right of him. It wasn't over six months. Like, it was a very short relationship, and, of course, it was the first love I ever had, and it just didn't end, like, great. And I honestly, I went a little bit crazy. And Like, I look back on the things I did while we were together and while we weren't together, and, like, absolutely insane but I think it's because a lot of people have their first loves in high school. Like, they are able to do that. And I didn't have mine until I was 20 years old. Like, no excuse for me being absolutely crazy. But, like, I think it's, like, a huge lesson I have learned to, like, I don't, like, you are in love with someone not necessarily by choice, but how you act about it is, like, a choice, how you apart from them how you deal with your love like the how you deal with the heartbreak is something that you can only do so much and like for me my exposure for dealing with heartbreak was to go absolutely fucking insane it was to delete his phone number and it was to just like I literally do whatever I could do to avoid that guy at that moment after I was done being crazy around him like (laughs) it was a weird process and looking back on it there was definitely things I could have handled better about how it ended but that's not what I did and like obviously you learn shit from doing shit and so now moving forward if I was to ever get in a relationship again which like I'm at the point where I don't care for one like I'm not looking for one but I'm not not ready to be in one if that makes sense I say as I just cried for my ex yesterday um but like I said I did not just cry over him because like I miss him so much it was because an old memory came up that was sparked so many emotions of joy and heartbreak all in one and it just was like a lot to handle and I'm also one of those people like if I don't cry 
I don't cry often, but, like, when I do, it's, like, a lot of shit piled on top, and it's one thing that, like, overpowers everything as to why I'm crying, if that makes any sense. But um, I also don't want to just, like, end on that note. So I am going to tell a funny story that I have been wanting to tell for a while, and, like, I've told a couple of my friends. But you know when you have (laughs) – when you completely, like – don't remember anything and then you pass something or like for example I passed by his apartment and it just like unlocks a load of memories that you completely had forgotten about so that's what this story is so it was kind of right when COVID started I want to say it was about April of last year um so everything was pretty strict everything was still closed it was only gas stations grocery stores like and I was going on Hinge, and I'm, like, matching with these guys. Like, you know, I'm sorry, talking to one of these guys. I'm texting him, whatever. <laughs> and so I <laughs> – this is just going to sound absolutely insane. That's the thing. So I go over to this guy's house. I hadn't really, like, been around anyone besides my family and my best friend and her family. Like, those are the only really people I had seen in COVID. Like, it was straight hard quarantine. But I went over. It was, like, 8 p.m. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go, like, get us a bottle of wine. Like, do you want red or white? And I was like, I want red, please. And he's like, okay, sounds good. So we're just, like, sitting on his couch. We were watching TV. Like, he had just poured us glasses of wine. And I, probably not even, like, ten minutes into the show, he's like, oh, like, my roommate's home. Like, why don't we just go to my room so we're not, like, barricading the living room from him. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. It sounded so fucking, like, great. So I go into his room and, like, we're drinking wine. And, like, we are talking for a long time. I want to say for, like, about, like, an hour, maybe, hour and a half, just, like, going back and forth. Like, it felt timeless. It felt like the conversation was five minutes. And we start making out. You know, we start getting to it. And he, like, goes to move my hand down on his dick. And I was like, oh, no, like, not right now. Like, it's okay. And he's like, okay, like, I don't – sorry, that was me misreading the situation. And I was like, no, you're fine. And so we start talking again, and we go back to making out, and, like, I'm on top of him. We're both fully clothed, but I'm just, like, on top of him making out. And he starts getting to building up into that moment again, and I'm the type of person, like, (laughs) most girls are. You can stop whenever. Like, you can do whatever you want and then just stop. And, like, that's how it was. I did not want to go past making out. Like, I just met this guy off of Hinge. I've never known him. Like... I just did not want to sleep with him. I didn't want to do anything past making out with him. And so I'm, like, on top of him. (laughs) And he starts to, like, initiate the next move again. And I was like, oh, no, it's okay. And he's like, okay. And then I just, like, a load of anxiety, like, came over me. I got super nervous. And I was like, this is not where I want to be right now. And so I, like, shot up from making out with him. Like, I'm still shot. Like, I'm on top, but I shot up. I'm now, like, sitting up normally. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what time is it? And he's like... Um, it's 10.30, why? And I was like, I need to go, I need to leave. Like, do you know what day it is? It's Whiskey Wednesday. And he's like, huh? And I was like, every Wednesday at midnight, my friends and I take a shot of whiskey. Is it good? No. Is it amazing? No. Is it tradition? Yes. Like, I gotta go, I gotta go. And he's like, what the, like, honestly, I, there's, I know exactly what he's thinking. What the fuck is wrong with this absolutely insane chick? Like, Huh? And so I'm like, okay, I got to go, I got to go. I, like, get off of him. I go to put my shoes on, and I notice him putting his shoes on. I was like, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to walk you out to your car. I was like, no, just stay here. Stay in your room. I'm leaving. Like, peace out. And just walked away. Never talked to him again. I was like, 
this is it. He's not going to text me. I don't really care. Like, I just fucked this up. But, like, what the hell is Whiskey Wednesday? Why was that the lie I had to go with? Oh, yeah, guys, it's fucking Whiskey Wednesday. Like, yeah, my friends and I just take a shot of whiskey at midnight every Wednesday. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Um, but, so, yeah, I'm thinking I just – I go home by myself. I was like, you know what? This is not happening. This is never going to happen. Never going to text me again. I could care less, though. I literally just went insane on this guy. The next day, I'm just minding my business, and this man texts me, and he had brought up pierogies, which we were talking about the night before, and he's like, hey, did you ever go get those pierogies? Like, granted, it was only, like, two texts, and then he never talked to me again. But, like, the fact that he actually fucking reached out to me and, like, brought something up that we talked about the night before when I went literally fucking, like, insane on the guy was absolutely insane. Actually, wait. No, yeah, yeah, that was the right time. I'm trying, COVID felt so much longer than it was. Like, for it to literally only be less a year and a half after, I feel like it was like two or three years. But honestly, yeah. So that's like the fucking Whiskey Wednesday story um, that got unlocked in my memory a couple weeks ago when I drove past his apartment. But yeah, so that was my podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys liked the new Legata Get Real. I hope you liked everything I talked about. Um, I will see you next time, and thank you so much for listening.